Hey everyone, this is Sam from Pot on You Loons. As always, thank you so much for listening to our show. If you are interested in hearing my voice just a little bit more, and if you're also interested in pub trivia, I do publish another podcast called The Pub Trivia Group. Look for it on the podcasting platform of your choice. If you're really interested in it, you can even find us on YouTube to play monthly live pub trivia from the comfort of your couch. It's pretty cool. All right, let's pod on with the loons. And welcome back to another episode of Pot on Loons. I'm Justin. Pot on Loons, this is Sam. Pot on Loons, this is James. Pot on Loons, it's Doomsday. Hey, Jeremy. How you doing, guys? We're doing good. Very I'm well. doing real good. I, I imagine Justin's doing well. It's been a really good couple days in Minnesota sports, I think. So. Yeah, we don't get a lot of good, like overall good Minnesota sports days. This has been an overall good Minnesota sports weekend. Interesting. I I don't know if I know what did the Twins win? The Twins swept the Chicago White Sox. Okay. So that's a big deal. So we were playing Chicago in two sports. Yes. For the for the slightly more uninitiated in baseball, how many games are there in like a mini series like thing? Three like three or four. Okay. So I think it was just a three game series, but they, they won all three of them. Yeah, and I understand the concept of sweeping, but I don't know how many goes into said sweep. Okay, cool. So three. So then, like, usually baseball plays in, like, lots of three or four. So you'll go, like, the Twins will now go somewhere else and play three or four games, or someone will come here and play three or four games? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You go on road trips or home stands against a team at a time, playing, like, two, minimum two, three or four. The first place Minnesota Twins, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and they're five hundred, so that shows the, the the status of their <laughs> their their division. But hey, first place is first place. Right. I also I also was at the the Timberwolves game on Friday night. I uh, got a Which, chance to. Yeah, I was confused about that because I thought they lost, and that cat went home to go drink some wine. <laughs> so that wasn't it. So, so I, I misspoke. It was on Saturday, but no, that was that was game three. That was the oh, game okay. that was on Thursday night. It's a best of seven series. So it was 2-1 Grizzlies going into Saturday, going into yesterday. Uh, and the Timberwolves managed to pull off the win. And now it's 2-2. Uh, and they're headed back to play in Memphis. So but by one point, right? They won by one point. Yeah, it was, it was a fun game. Uh, the Timberwolves were ahead for most of the game. And the Grizzlies just kept hanging with them. So it was very intense. A lot of clutch shots by both teams. It was a ton of fun. Uh, the The stadium was so loud. I've been to probably like a dozen Timberwolves games. And this was by far the best atmosphere I'd ever been a part of. Because our team isn't very good usually. So as I've talked about before on this podcast, this city wants to have a good sports team. I know that we have... Some some uppity Wisconsin fans in this this podcast right now that win championships and know what that's like. 
but we don't here in Minnesota. So we are excited when we have opportunities to be relevant uh, and people, people want, they want that first championship. They want to be a part of something special. So Bugs Bunny must have taken a Sharpie and wrote Michael's secret stuff on Cat's bottle of wine. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, he played very well after having a terrible game, game three. The, the real question here is, you know, the Timberwolves have the unique stat of um, being 3-0 and in the playoffs when a crazy person runs onto the court. So <laughs> did, did that happen again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <No way. laughs> so uh, the question is, Justin... If it comes down to it, are you willing to run onto the court in order to preserve a Timberwolves I am not. victory? I'm not. I'm sure there are many other people that will that will make that happen in my stead, though. Yeah, it was so it was crazy from our perspective. We're just watching the game, and all the all of a sudden we just see a person tackled on the on the court. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. Uh, but yeah, they're three and zero when that that happens. So uh, next game, somebody please, Peta, whoever it is. Please, please do another one of these these stunts. Because they were in favor of like chickens. It was about chickens. <laughs> what what is this podcast about? Yeah, so it was PETA. Uh, I, I guess there's there there was some some questionable practices that Glenn Taylor he owns a lot of stuff like any billionaire does, uh, and he owns some poultry farms. And there was like some bird flu issue, and they had to. They had to kill their whole flock, right? Uh, okay. So, so there's an actual reason that Justin they assassinated those chickens. <laughs> they roast the chickens alive. That's <laughs> Glenn Taylor roast chickens alive was the shirt that the first two the first two uh, <laughs> people wore. Um, okay, yeah, this is it's... making a little bit more sense. <laughs> At first, I was just like, "Why does this keep happening to games that the Timberwolves are no, playing?" No, they they're okay. they're going after Glenn Taylor. This this time, the person like jumped, so they sat. They somehow got seats directly behind Glenn Taylor, and they jumped in front of him. And who knows what they were trying to do? But the security guard—it's pretty great. If you go on Twitter, you can find this. The security guard was watching the whole time, and he hops over the the chairs and just tackles this lady. Like it was, it was unreal. Like she got so close to Glenn Taylor. It, it could have been bad. I mean, I, who knows what she was trying to do, but fortunately there was a security guard that, that made a spectacular play. All right. Shout out to that guy. Um, yeah. So we, we've talked about the Timberwolves for five minutes. I think we only have time for either myself or James to explain our weekend. So I went to Appleton, Wisconsin, Appleton, Wisconsin. James went to Paris, France. <laughs> Do you guys want to vote? Which story should we hear? Uh, Appleton does not come close to Old Paris. So, James, can you talk to us about Paris? Oh, hold on. Doomsday gets a vote. Yeah, I don't want to hear about what Sam did. I don't even care where he was. <laughs> you don't want to hear about how we ate at Anduzzi's? It was good times. I don't. I, All right. To be, to be fair, I don't even know where Appleton is. It's like uh, pretty Wisconsin. Uh, James, it doesn't matter. It's just a little south of Green Bay. It's a it pretty big, matter. like mid-sized city, just south of Green Bay. Cool. Anyway, I went to Paris. That was fun. It was uh, Carmen's birthday last week, or this week, actually, technically. And uh, two years ago, we we had booked to go to Paris, but ye old COVID rolled around. So two years later, we decided to go. And I thought, you know, we've been together a little over three years. I'm a romantic. Paris is romantic. So we had a picnic under the Eiffel Tower, and we got engaged. Yeah, yeah, give it up, 
Just, Give it up. Uh, yeah. Super cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, she said yes, which was good. <laughs> like she called That always helps. Yeah. She uh she called uh I think at one point she called her grandma and her grandma was like, So you, you said yes, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, that was Did she see it coming? No. Nope. Absolutely not. That's awesome. Yeah, she's like uh She's like, yeah, usually I see like all these things and I know something's happening. And I was like, I just, I, I, I did total surprise play. We uh, totally nailed it. So yeah, it was really cool. We had a really good time in Paris. We, it was my first time she'd been before, but um, yeah, we saw all the things like the Eiffel Tower, the Arc de Triomphe, the Place de la Concorde, the Louvre. We did. We did a lot of things. It was real great. We walked a lot. <laughs> now I'm kind of kind of looking forward to spending a week where I don't have to do any walking. So now we get to do all the fun planning stuff. So. Yeah. So how does it work over in Europe? Like, do you guys have like big weddings? I, I kind of get the impression that sometimes people have big weddings, but a lot of times it's a little bit smaller than how Americans do it. Yeah. I mean, everything's bigger in, in America, right? Or at least in Texas. That's what I'm led to believe. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of the opposite of what Australians do. So basically, I don't know how it is in America. I don't know how it was with your guys' weddings, but in Australia, well, Jeremy actually beats us all on this one, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> I, uh, like in Australia, you kind of invite all these people to watch you get married and then you kind of kick a bunch of people out and then you have a reception, which is like dinner and dancing and cake and all that kind of stuff. In the Netherlands, it's like the other way around. You have like only the close people actually watch you get married. And then you have all these people that turn up to party with you later. Well, that sounds like way better than like because the ceremony, I mean, yes, it's love and all that. But no one wants to watch the ceremony. Right. I mean, I thought that's what people are there for. <laughs> like, people are there to watch you get married. That's the whole point. No, mo most people are there for the free beer. Yes. Yeah, which is yeah, which in Australia is why you only invite like the close family and friends past that point because you don't want to give like everyone free beer. Or in the Netherlands you just you just invite everyone for the free beer, which was confusing. So to in me. America we do both. In America we make you sit through the ceremony and then we give you the free beer. But we like typically do, feed you too. Yeah. yeah, but do like do you kick people out at at halfway or something, or do you like, or do you just kind of like everyone who's there is coming for the whole thing? Pretty much everyone who's there comes for the whole thing. Hmm. I invited like some of my coworkers to just come to like drink beer and party, but okay. yeah, pretty much everyone's there for the whole thing. Interesting. Yeah. Australia is very much like we'll invite like a lot of people, but only like the actual close people get to be fed and, and beard. That is so backwards. That's the first thing I've learned about Australia that is just <laughs> totally the wrong way. Besides your toilets flushing the wrong way. Because also then which like this is also a conversation that we had, like which finger does your ring go on? Like your like which hand left or right? Left. Okay. Like, I'm left as well, but the Netherlands is traditionally right-handed. Huh. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, but then again, like... I, I learned something today. I'm, I'm Protestant, but, like, well, I'm, like, you know, baptized and all that kind of stuff. But, like, I'm Church of England, which is not the same as what the Netherlands has. Because, you know, at one point our king was like, I want a divorce, so I'm just going to make my own church. So then we kind of 
split from what the rest of Europe does. So, so the yeah. pot on you we- pot on you weddings podcast here. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get hey, you know what? weekly planning planning updates and. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, congratulations, James. That's awesome. It's it's an exciting time. Planning can be kind of hectic, kind of fun, kind of boring all at the same time. Just enjoy all of it. And I don't know about you, Sam. Sam, I guess Jeremy, all of you. I I I was in, I enjoyed a lot of it, but I was very thankful to be done with it once it was over. Uh, the wedding was great, but very much nice to have that in the rearview mirror. I mean, you all went traditional, so I. I uh... My wedding was very simple to plan, very simple to deal with, and it only cost me about seventy-five dollars. So I'm <laughs> I'm a little less traditional than you all were. Just tell everyone out there, Jeremy, where did you get married? I got married in my middle school classroom. Nice. There you go. Solid, solid option. <laughs> I invited no one, and I bought a seventy-five dollar camera for one of my students to be my photographer. And so I guess it costed me a hundred bucks. I also paid $35 for an officiant, uh, paid one of my, the secretary at my school, $35 to officiate the wedding. So that's where the hundred bucks came from. Other than that, it was all free. Um, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And what were your colors? I didn't have colors. I don't think I might've, I, did I wear green and gold? I don't even remember. Did you Wasn't wear Zubas? <laughs> no. <laughs> you want to make cheese head? Like, <laughs> I know your ring is green and gold. Yeah, my ring is green and gold. Yeah, run, run that run. Yeah, runs deep. I get that. No, I, I remember this all going on. Like when he says he didn't invite anyone, he didn't even invite his parents, and he's close to his parents. He didn't even invite them. They just live in Woodbury. Like they could have easily just driven over, set, said hi, stood there for a few minutes, but you didn't even invite your parents, and you like them. Yeah, that was that was uh that was political, you know. My wife's my wife's uh, family all lives on the West Coast, so you know, if we weren't going to invite them, we weren't going to invite mine, so it just made it real easy. <laughs> <laughs> Took one for the team. Well, don't worry, there won't be there won't be weekly updates from me, guys. We already know the wedding's probably going to be like autumn or fall 2023. That's kind of what we're looking at, so. Yeah. It's not going to be weekly updates all the way until then. We got much more important things to talk about, like how we won two games this week. Uh, yeah, let's get this thing Fantastic. back on track. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know what? I think it's okay if one of us gets engaged. It's okay to waste a little bit of extra time at the start of the show. I, I will have you know that since I got engaged, both the Loons and the Timberwolves, wait, and the Twins are undefeated, right? Yeah, yeah but you don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to tie it to American sports, <laughs> Minnesota sports. Yeah, like, because that streak is going to end. <laughs> yeah. You'll just have to get engaged again, Yeah, yeah. James. Yeah, and, and James, I got to tell you, if you try to tie your marriage to Minnesota sports, I got bad news for you, man. Your marriage is not going to end well. <laughs> yeah. But hey, maybe maybe you're going to turn things around, James. Maybe this I'm blessed union, This blessed union is going to make all the dreams happen. We're going to be a powerhouse. We're going to be laughing at our neighbors to the to the east, and we're going to be showing off all our championship hardware for years to come. Oh, also, Arsenal won. Man, like this is it's yeah. such a good streak right now. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Such a great weekend. But yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. Thanks, guys. 
Yeah, so we we won both our games this week, and we scored eight goals in the last three games that we played. Eight goals. In uh, three games? In the last three games, yep. So eight divided by three is not one. It is not. It is not. Uh, correct. And it, <laughs> it's not even so less considering, than one. Considering, right, so like the last three games, eight goals, we had five goals in the first six games of the season. So, wow. I would also like to point out, that really it's thanks to Sam and I because we haven't watched the last two games and we've scored six goals. So clearly it's just all about us not actually watching anything. I did watch the forward game though. I did I did watch the US Open Cup. So yeah, the last two league games, I think, was the the kick of the AM. So it'll be interesting to see how you all run a uh a loons podcast when you're no longer allowed to watch the games that you're supposed to be well, streaming. It, it'll just well, that's keep why be- we invited yeah. you today you yeah, that's or or it'll just keep being me having all the information all the details uh while sam and james talk about how they haven't watched it the whole time this time i at least watched the 15 minute review nice nice yep. progress yep and again i watched the forward game let's let's get into it right we got two games to talk about yeah I w- take I it away justin game. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with the training room. Uh, yeah. So b- back in action, Chase Gasper, he made his season debut as a substitute against Ford Madison. So awesome for Chase to be back. He also immediately got a yellow. So uh, Chase Gasper doing well done, Chase, Chase Gasper stuff, stuff. He did not play against Chicago, but he did travel with the doubloons to play St. Louis City 2 in their game that's happening right now as we speak. So happy to have Chase back. We'll see. We'll see. You know if he's right back into the starting lineup, but it's great to have him. He's a great player, great person. Unfortunately, well, and to go and with Justin, that good news. Justin Chase was in the starting lineup for today's game, so he he is starting for the doubloons. Yeah, oh, for the doubloons. Yeah, nice. he is in the starting lineup today. Awesome. Well, good for Chase. Uh, glad he's playing. Unfortunately, though, we have bad news. Hassani Dotson tore his ACL in training on Friday, so. Huge bummer, and he'll be missing the rest of the 2022 season. Yeah, so yeah, it sucks. I assume that means a lot of O'Neill Fisher playing right back. Ramon Metnair still not back from his hamstring injury, his ongoing hamstring injury. Hassani Dotson had been filling in at right back. We had kind of slotted in Hassani Dotson indefinitely in that spot, especially given how our, our depth in the midfield seems pretty solid with Kervin Ariaga and Joseph Rosales. We haven't even mentioned Ja'Cory Hayes there. Midfield depth seems pretty good. Hassani Dotson at right back just seemed like our solution for now. And now right back's looking pretty thin. I expect to see a lot of O'Neill Fisher. DJ Taylor would be the only other right back, the only other true right back that we have on the roster. Yeah, I mean, for for the doubloons at the moment, like we have uh, Nabi Kibanguchi who's starting at right back. So maybe that's an experiment to okay. see. To see if he can play. Which he had some first team minutes in Madison, so. Yeah, that was exciting. I was super stoked. Yeah, maybe with the doubloons, they're kind of seeing how he does at right back and seeing if he's going to be part of the first team plans over there. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I mean, just just the worst thing at training as well. Just, you know, just from what I can understand, just kind of just innocuously went down during training and then like just wasn't anything really to it. Just non-contact, I believe. Right. And then just 
yep acl and, and done for the season it's it's a common it's a common thing that happens in uh australian football as well like non-contact acls and mcls is uh yeah that that's not unusual just sucks yeah so that's that's kind of the the news with the loons uh notable mls transaction though that i wanted to chat chat, chat with you guys about uh the Colorado rapids acquired U.S. men's national team striker Jossie Zardes from Columbus Crew. So we'll be obviously seeing him often, right? Because we we are always playing Colorado Rapids, it seems. But they're they're getting better. They're trying to improve their scoring ability. And they get a, a very fast, very familiar face for people to their team. Yeah, and he's uh, that trade is for 300000 in GAM. He'll be a DP. So he's one of the Rapids' uh, three DPs. He could receive Columbus could also receive an additional one point one million, one point one million in GAM uh, if Zardes reaches multiple performance metrics and re-signs for Colorado for three years following this season. So if he hits those metrics and gets a three-year additional deal, then uh, Columbus Crew stand to get up to one point one extra million GAM. Yeah, the Rapids will also pick up the remainder of Zardes' full budget charge for this season. So, well, and I, I think we, I think we saw. Up. Sorry, uh, I think we saw in the um, in, in the game when we played against Colorado that they they needed to add some scoring. They they were not the dangerous team that you know they were last year. So that's a that's a pretty big move for them. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like his incentives are, quote, very ambitious. <laughs> so I assume that relies on him scoring a lot of goals. But, um, I mean, the guy, you know, he he wants to make the U.S. men's national team for Qatar, and he started one game this so far this season. So, you know, for him, I think it's as good as deal as the Rapids. Um, they both kind of get what they want you know he gets the chance to start the rapids get someone with with proven experiences you know he's won an mls cup yeah i mean he scored 54 goals in 110 appearances for the crew so the man knows how to find the back of the net the good thing is is that although we we play the rapids in the open cup we don't have to play him because he is cup tied to the crew so for those of you who don't know how cup tied works I mean, most of you should, but the U.S. Open Cup's not been around for a while. Uh, Once you play for one team, you're basically counted as having eligibility for only that team in the Cup. So now that he's played for Columbus, he no longer will get to play U.S. Open Cup for the Rapids, which is good for us. (laughs) This is very good for us, seeing as we're about to play the Rapids. I will say that, yes. Um, So let's get to this Open Cup game. Our 2-0 win at Ford Madison, third round of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. So Justin and I, right, we weren't there. We were going to go if it was on a Tuesday, it was on a Wednesday. We couldn't make that work. I don't know about you, Justin. I actually was bummed that we couldn't go. And then when I started seeing the weather and started getting text messages from people I knew that were there, it looked and sounded absolutely miserable, weather-wise. Yeah, I, I kind of, I'm kind of glad I got to watch it from the coziness of my house. Yeah, uh, but I'm sure people that went there had a great time, right? 
I was, yeah, I, I think the Loons fans did. I saw a lot of positive things from Loons fans. My friend that works there said it was miserable. <laughs> so he he was excited to go home. You know who else it was miserable for? Anyone trying to watch on TV, because uh, oof, those cameras were not good. <laughs> well, yeah, there were water, water droplets everywhere, pretty much the whole game. And I find it weird that they face away from the stand, right? That that stadium has stands on three sides, and they face towards the stand. They they face towards the side that doesn't have a stand. It has like some. It has some like covered suites or whatever that are right at like the field level. But then there's a busy road immediately behind it. Yeah, we just got to watch people, you know, walking to and from their seats like the yep. entire game. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know why they're doing to, to and from concessions. They're doing that this year. I, I watched a couple other Ford Madison games, and that's just where they have their camera this year. Last year, it was on the other side. I think it works much better on the other side. Don't know the reasoning behind not wanting to have your fans sort of in the in the picture kind of adding to the visual appeal of the broadcast. I don't know. Yeah, it's a strange one. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was terrible to watch. I, I, I also don't get the best quality when I watch, so it was even worse than what most people were seeing. So um, yeah, I mean, I watched till halftime uh, and then I was just like super tired because it was already late. Um, but I was uh, glad to wake up that we uh, that we got the win. It was we a fun lineup that we put out there. And it w- it didn't feel you saw a lot of guys in the starting lineup that aren't normally in the starting lineup. But at the same time, it felt like we were putting out an MLS lineup. It did not feel like we were just putting in the scrubs. It felt like we put in a lot of guys that we were really anxious to see more playing time for. All right. Tyler Miller in the goal. I mean, he wears the number one for a reason. Our back line, O'Neal Fisher, O'Neal Fisher, Brent Coleman, Nabi Kimaguchi, and DJ Taylor. Right? We're, yeah. we're going to see a lot of Fisher. <laughs> we know. We've been seeing a lot of Kelman so far. Midfield, Joseph Rosales, Ja'Cory Hayes. Attacking midfield, Bangi, Adrian Hunu, Nico Hansen. And up top was Abu Damadi. That's a fun lineup. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's also the type of lineup that you that you have that you understand needs minutes, but you also kind of want to like Kevin Gucci is just a fairly unknown quantity. Like now there's like the doubloons, so there's some playing time, but before that, I mean, you know, there wasn't there wasn't much there. You know, Miller, yeah, you 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 want to have a goalkeeper that's fresh and and needs playing time, and he's not a guy who plays for for the doubloons, that's uh, Eric Dick. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was uh, good. You know, Rosales, Hayes trotting out there, Bongi getting a start, Anu getting a start. It's been playing great for the doubloons as well. Also, a little bit awkward. We'll probably talk about that later, about having your DP play for your for your second team. But anyway, I thought it was good. I also, I enjoyed that, you know, you put Bongi, Anu, Denladi. You know, you you are basically saying, look, we we know that we're going to be better than forward Madison, but we respect them enough that we're not going to put out like a bunch of kids and like try to win it from there. Like there's a yeah, lot which, which, which a lot of teams ended up doing, right? Like how many how many upsets happened in this round? Because I don't know. I don't know if it's all lineup related, right? But like you, these, these teams want to win. Like they're hungry to, to make something happen. They want to, 
they want to have a big win. They want to they want to get make names for themselves, right? Some of them want to play in the MLS someday. So yeah, th- this was a good group. I think it was it shows the depth of our squad, right? To be able to to put these guys out here. A lot of them aren't you know aren't in the f- the first team normally, right? But like they could be if injuries happen. Knock on knock on wood. Yeah, and I mean it's I think it's also going forward going to be a good kind of step and i wish there was more of this because i think it's a good stepping stone for players from the doubloons like the game's going on right now we're two nil up uh azil jackson has scored justin mcmaster has scored like these are guys that you know could actually come on for some time during us open cup depending on you know what was happening so i think it's like a a good thing. And, you know, we had four subs. Franco, Fregapane, and Hassani Dodson came on in the 73rd for Bongi and Nico Hansom. And then the 86th minute, we had Chase Gasper and Azil Jackson come on for DJ Taylor and Adrian Anu. And I think that's important for, for someone like Chase, who's coming back from the from the struggles that he's had. Azil Jackson, awesome to get some playing time. That's kind of sick. And Hassani and Franco is just kind of like making sure that we have some uh, we have some quality on the field and, and we're not trying to just like run down the clock. Yeah, and I, I believe that that was Jackson's first cap for the Loons. I believe yes, so. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that that is awesome. Same with Kibanguchi, I believe. I thought we saw Navi it's his, before. It's his first start. It's his first start yeah. with the team. So in terms of stats, I mean, it was what you expected. Minnesota United dominated the possession, 66% of the possession. Minnesota with 15 shots, five on target. Madison, only three shots, none of those on target. Right, it's what you expected. Madison tried to play a tight defensive game. And, right, they made it through the first half without conceding a goal. Madison did not play bad for a Division III side. They looked just fine. They didn't look totally outmatched. Minnesota had to really work to get those goals, both of them coming in on set pieces. That first goal, 51 minute, Adrian Hanu, he opens up the scoring. That is awesome, right? Talk about a guy that needs to get a goal for the first team. That was awesome. Uh, corner kick from Joseph Rosales. It's 1-0 Loons. Another corner kick uh, in the 83rd minute, also from Joseph Rosales. This time, it is Captain Brent Coleman who heads the ball into the net. 2-0 loons, and that would be how things would wrap up. We found out the, mm, we found out on Friday that our next opponent will be Colorado Rapids. Was it already decided Wednesday, May 11th? Yeah, Wednesday, yeah. May 11th. At Allianz Field. So. Yeah, which throws up the, the kind of, and I was talking to you guys about this, the, the possibility, the potential that the the fifth round, if a home game could actually fall when I'm in Minnesota, potentially, we'll have to we'll have to see kind of what uh, what that looks like. But it it's, it's an interesting possibility. That a few things have to fall, you know, the stars have to align. But uh, yeah, I think it will be. Uh, I think it'll be good. I'm excited. Well, and some just kind of looking at the. Uh the U.S. Open Cup and just looking at like kind of the way it's laid out. Uh, we have 21 MLS teams remaining. Um, there is only one Division Three side remaining, and they're going to be hosting LAFC. So that's kind of fun for California United. 
No, they're the only Division Three team that gets to gets to host an MLS team. I think they're the only uh, Division Three team still in it. No, because Union Omaha and Northern Colorado Hailstorm or whatever they're called, they're both still in it. They both play each other. Yeah, because we could have we could have drawn either of them, and we draw the MLS side. Yeah, that that sucks for those guys though. It's like you're trying to you're trying to. Well, I mean, at least one of those teams is going through, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, right, that that's pretty cool. So at least one Division Three side will make it to the round of sixteen, and then uh, three matchups that include lower division teams. So in the final sixteen, you'll have at least three non MLS squads in there. Yeah. So there's uh, Detroit City versus Louisville City, uh, Union Omaha versus Hail Hailstorm. That's such a sick name. Great um, name. Love it. And uh, Sacramento Republic versus Phoenix Rising. At least those three guys will be in. All right, let's get to the game that no one watched. Uh, just kidding. The game that James and I didn't watch. I was in Appleton. James was in Harry. I at least watched the 15 minutes of the highlights. But Jeremy, that's highlights. why we had you on. I watched highlights as well, don't worry. <laughs> this is why we're bringing Doomsday on. It's for him to be all positive. So Justin, you and Doomsday, let's take this away. I'll do the lineup again. That can be my contribution. Sounds good. Uh, but but you're saying that Jeremy is positive. All the whole group chat was just him talking about how terrible this game was. So I was watching the group chat as it was happening. Yeah. It was Yeah. <laughs> to to be fair, to be fair, I woke up at like half three in the morning my time just because it was like so warm. And I saw about 30 or 40 messages in WhatsApp. So I was like, okay, at least something's happening. <laughs> it was I just went back to sleep. It was this is depressing. This is unwatchable. What's going on? Put in Bongi. Uh, uh. And then all of a sudden, after all this negativity, it was Reynoso. But I mean, like Yep. That, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get into it more in depth, but Justin, I literally said put in Bongi about 30 seconds before they announced on TV that he was warming up to come in. And the minute he got on the pitch, the whole game changed. Adrian Heath. No, actually, no. Dr. Bill McGuire, go above the coach's head. I think Jeremy should be the new manager. Heath out. Put Jeremy in. Bongi all day, every day. <laughs> but, like, I, I I get that good things happen when you put in Bongi. But couldn't you make the argument that putting in these quick guys like Bongi, then Lottie, like, towards the end when their defense is getting a little tired, similar to what Chelsea does with Pulisic a lot, like, couldn't you argue that that is part of the plan? This this is okay. So you unknowingly like basically put across what my entire. I was going to have an entire thing about this. Well, just is, just just wait. We'll we'll talk about it when we get yeah. there. We'll talk. Let, let's talk about this game. Let's do a lineup. Let's Sam. talk about the game. Let's do a lineup, Sam. Yes, that was going to be my, my my contribution. It was DSC in the goal. It was Lawrence Debassy, Boxy, and Fisher with the back line. Ariaga and Trapp in the midfield. Fragapane, Reynoso, and Lud in the attacking midfield. And Luis Amaria up top. There were some fun subs. 62nd minute. Dunlady for Franco. Bongi for Amaria. And that shifted Lud into the nine role, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, a, because that's as far as I saw in highlights. I, I don't even know if it shifted because I think Lud was playing... There was a lot of switching going on up top. So Lode played a lot in the center as it was. 
Amarillo was playing a lot of the right-hand side. All right. I will take your word for it because I, in the 15-minute highlights, you don't always get to see the formations very well. Well, and to be honest with you, you probably didn't see Amarillo a whole lot in the highlights. No, no, no not at all. <laughs> he didn't play very well. No. We had two other subs, though, right? Garbage time, guys? Yeah, 86 minute. Joseph Rosales on for Ray. Ray, oh, I wanted to look up how to say Return of the King in Spanish because I, I think Ray would be king. And so I wanted to say that. That was going to be... That was going to be my dad joke of the day. Well, it's the thought that counts, Sam. Yeah. 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 Okay. I yeah. was also I was also sitting on the go home and drink some wine. I thought that was pretty funny, too. But I, I said that one already, and you guys didn't laugh very hard. So, All right. And then 89th minute, Adrian Hanu on for Robin Lud. So, hey, like, say what you want about Hanu not getting a lot of playing time. But when you are in Heath's doghouse, you don't get a minute at the end of the game. So Adrian <laughs> Hanu is still in the plans for the team. Man got it like was two only minutes. a minute. Oh, good. I get it. I get it. It was only a minute, but that means something, right? Raheem Edwards wasn't getting a minute at the end of any games. Well, so what happened to our team? We, we make subs now, like two times in a week. We do four substitutions. Who, who is this Minnesota United? Well, and what did you do with 2021 Minnesota United? I mean, you saw that open cup lineup. You got guys that need playing time, right? It's different this year. You got depth. <laughs> yeah. We need, to, we need to keep these people fresh. Whew. We need to give Adriano new two minutes at the end, of, uh, <laughs> at the end of a game. No, to be fair to him, he did play 86 minutes earlier in the week. So between that, it's basically he's played 90 minutes this week. All right. With that. So, Justin, before we talk about the good stuff, why don't you tell me why I'm wrong that that first half was unwatchable? I okay, I didn't say it wasn't. I just like you just got to calm down, man. You don't have to just go right to like, man, <laughs> rah, that was terrible. What am I doing? You he is doomsday. You, know? you don't know me just, very well, just, do you, Justin? Just give it time, man. <laughs> I've I've watched enough loon soccer to know that you know, like it. Sometimes it takes a while for the game to game to happen, right? Do yourself a favor, Justin. Go to his house and watch NFL Red Zone with him <laughs> during week 16 of the football season. <laughs> they didn't score a touchdown on the first play. This is terrible. That was a quite <laughs> accurate impression. <laughs> uh, All right. What about the stats? Let's talk about the stats. Oh, this, this, Jeremy, I, can, will... I can do this. I can do this. This is this that can my be... contribution. James's contribution. Yeah. Uh, so we won the possession battle. We had 56%. Uh, Chicago obviously had 44%. We had uh, 11 shots, of which three were on target, uh, which is a very good shots on target to goal ratio. Uh, Chicago had 12 shots and four on target. Don't we have like three teachers in these notes? Four, four, four out of 12 is 25%, right? That's not... That's not... No, that's three out of 12, buddy. Is it? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be an accountant? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's too late for me. You know, <laughs> not a good one anyway. We have two history um, teachers that know how to do math better than the accountant, apparently, is what we got. James, James, if you're gonna burn us, you gotta be right. <laughs> oh wow. Uh so when I asked, is it? The answer was no. <laughs> uh the XG was uh we both had 0.82. I don't understand how we have 0.82 XG when we have 
three shots on target and three goals. We're so skilled. All of our, we're just so skilled. You know, these are not normal shots, James. These are the shots that a skilled team takes and scores. Perfect. That that was uh, that was your three AM stats with me. <laughs> just... Yeah. So Jeremy's talking about the first half. It was pretty trash. Not gonna lie. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't amazing. Uh, there were some like I watched the fifteen minute highlights. Yeah. Like Ray had a couple of really nice almost almost goals. So so the, it was the typical Minnesota United ton of build up. Uh, lots of great passes going forward, but just no ability to finish. I, right, like that's that's kind of what we're used to seeing. I just thought, honestly, I mean, Minnesota United essentially dominated the first half. They really did. I just thought the gameplay was hideous and sloppy. Like there were, I, I I really mean it when I say like there were times like a ball would just go into like open space, and you literally just see guys like standing there, like not even moving towards it. Like it looked. It, it looked like you were almost watching like a high school game where some people on the pitch didn't know what was going on. But I mean, like if you look at what happened in the first half, Reynoso had a. Oh no. Is he frozen for everybody else? Or is it just me? Yeah. Jer- Jeremy's pretty frozen right now. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. But basically it's what like he was saying was. Kingdom of isolation. And it looks like he's the queen. <laughs> God. We uh, yeah. Um, what he's saying is we oh, we oh, had some good build up. Hold on, because there's there's a good chance oh, that this might not have been recording. Oh, he moved, Jeremy. You know, I thought that we had some good build up play. A lot of the attacking was almost, I would say, almost all of the attacking was coming from Lawrence's side, and I really liked the way Lawrence looked. He just looked very uh, secure in his passing. You know, of course, as always in the first half, and this is where, Justin, to your point, like, it was another, like, we just can't finish. I mean, in the 33rd minute, load whiffed on, like, a golden opportunity. Oh, man, yeah, that was like, brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. But, um, like I said, to me, just watching the game, the gameplay sucked. It was a hard game to watch, but we were clearly the classier team in, in the first half. Yeah, it kind of felt like one of those games where, I guess, the pessimistic loons fan in me is like we're gonna great we're gonna be ahead we haven't found a, a way to score a goal and then chicago's gonna get a goal and then we're gonna play weird right like we're gonna we're gonna be now we're chasing the game as opposed to opposed to so to leading the way like we want to do but fortunately some subs were made in the 62nd minute that changed kind of the way the 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 game looked we were building up well, but we were actually getting closer and closer to a goal. It felt like we had some finish in us with the addition of Abu and Bongi coming in for Fragapane and Amaria in the 67 minute or 62nd minute. And I know James has a rant set up, so I'll kind of I'll kind of transition it to him. I think the question was, you know, that Sam brought up is do we do we want to lose that major advantage? that you get from bringing Bongi on. My argument to that in this particular game is you should have brought him on at halftime. You needed things to change at halftime. You should have done it then because they came out in the second half and Chicago almost put in a couple before we made those changes. We lost all the momentum. And I think having those players come on earlier would have been the right thing to do. Here, here's what I'll say to that though. And right, Bongi comes on 62nd minute. He has a great game. 
He has two assists. The first Loon's goal, the first Bongi assist, that comes off of a Wyatt Amsberg turnover. So our old friend Wyatt Amsberg turns over the ball, and I, I think it was Trap gets it, passes it to Langwane, and Langwane is able to assist it to Reynoso, and that is how this that's how our first goal is able to happen. So it wasn't necessarily on build-up offensive play by the Loons, rather a poor pass by Amsberg that's easily intercepted. Bongi is there to do what he needs to do, so I'm not trying to take that away from him at all, but it wasn't necessarily due to any game plan changes by introducing Bongi to the lineup. No, but I think, yeah, if you actually go back and look at it, it it's one of those things that... You know, because he's so active and so at that point so got so much more energy, when Wyatt goes to pass, he's a little bit lazy, but Bongi actually gets a touch on it. And that's kind of because he's closing down Wyatt, he he manages to get the touch. And you know, Omsberg had been had been really had been really quite good up until that point. And then because Bongi manages to close him down, get a touch, it then, you know, turns over and, and leads to the goal. But I think. Um, go ahead. Oh, I'm about to get started. So if you want to put something oh. in before. You do that. Yeah, I was just going to say on top of that, you look at the 15 minutes prior to Bongi coming on. Chicago had a set piece, a big save by St. Clair, another corner in the 56th minute, another shot on goal in the 57th. Literally nothing from Minnesota. You go and you bring those guys on and it's just instantly a corner, a sick ball from Renoso that earns another corner. You know, Longwana gets another corner. It was like three corners prior to the goal that Renoso scored. So suddenly we were putting the pressure on them. Whereas in the first 15 minutes, literally we did nothing. Which, yeah, I don't think a lot of that was in the 15 minute game review on MLS.com. Yeah. Sorry. MLS.com is a housing website. MLSsoccer.com. Yeah, also, yeah, when I was watching highlights, it suddenly skipped to the 55th minute. And it really didn't do anything in the first 10 minutes of the second half. But, I mean, Which I is think... why we brought you on here today, Doomsday. Yeah, to talk us through those 15 minutes when we didn't do anything. No, I think, I think it's perfect the way it is. I think that, you know, we've had Bongi start and... His impact is definitely dulled by having him face defenders who are fresh. His like entire thing is that, and I kind of disagree that we should bring him on at halftime. I think it's, you know, defenders have had 45 minutes. They go into the shed. They come out a bit more refreshed. Then they have, you know, 10, 15 minutes post kind of uh, post-break, everything starts to like, they start to get tired. They start to, they kind of, their focus starts to wane. Then you bring on Denladi. Then you bring on Bongi. Then you're just getting like this mad energy. You you transition Lod to up top. And then suddenly you've spent, Lod spent, spent like 60 minutes on the wing, right? So then you put him up top. So he only has to do like short sprinting and kind of making runs and him combined with those two on the wings, that's what gets us our goals. And that's why we're suddenly so good, right? It's not that, you know, 
you could you could start Bongi, but I don't think he would have the same influence as he does when he starts running at defenders who are tired, who are who are starting to really feel it. That's when he makes such a big difference. That's you know obviously yeah we're going to talk about it. that's why we have scored so many goals. That's why he gets assists. It's that's his energy and that's his role. And you know does a guy like Bongi want to start? Yes, yeah, everyone wants to start. But for the moment, I don't think that's his role. And that's that's fine. We're winning games with this, so it's good. Well, and, and he's really young too. I mean, so having him having him come on in the second half and and just kind of uh you know being be that spark, that's a good role for him at his age. I don't I don't have an issue with that because he's still got a lot of game to learn as well. Yeah, I mean he he's twenty one, right? Like it's he he's, he's so young, he's so energetic, and and you can see it that it's like, it's kind of like it's it's gonna be a weird it's gonna be a weird uh, metaphor, but it's like uh, it's like a newborn like deer or horse or something, just like finding the legs and getting it all kind of moving in the same direction, and and that's oh, kind this of, is great. That's kind of what you what you feel like when you watch him versus when you watch someone like Reynoso or Lod, or like someone who's older and kind of you know, Ethan Finley was the same, right? Like when you when you watch someone like that, they kind of all got it together. Whereas this is very much like raw energy, not a lot of like refinement. That's Fancy pants, about. James, bring bringing us uh, <laughs> back to his old polo days <laughs> because yeah, I, I, he is- I wanted. Like, Go ahead. Sorry. He he is one of only five players, by the way, to have played every game this season. Yeah, I, I guess I guess my add to this conversation. So it's obvious that this guy matters, right? Like he's he's we've we've done great things. The last five goals that we the team has scored in league play, he's been on the pitch for, right? Of the eleven goals we've scored this season, he's been on the pitch for eight of them. Always involved, right? Always a part of the scoring loons. I looked though, and I look at his game ratings on FootMob, and they're not all that pretty, right? Like five five point eight against Seattle Sounders, six point four against Colorado Rapids, five point nine against New York Red Bulls. Games that we have talked about him being this tremendous presence, but it's the, it's all the things we talked about, right? He spreads out the field. He's got this tremendous speed. You have to worry about him, right? He might not necessarily be always creating or, or making the plays happen, but you have to worry about him. And it feels like the perfect job for him right now is to be that super sub off the bench because obviously, right, he, he, he was involved in two goals this time, but I think his energy just changes the game for us. And we have these guys that, were, that, that are the first teamers, the ones that we know can score goals. We know Franco Fragapane is a good player, right? He had a great season for us last year just hasn't really been the way it was last year, this year yet. But Bongi coming on in that relief role, this is brand new energy that just can reinvigorate the team. And I don't think you want to mess with that right now. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you look at the stats, apart from Anu, who is like an outlier because of the 20 minutes that he's played this season, Bongi's expected goals and expected assists together is the highest of anyone in our team. So he's at 0.58 per 90 minutes. So basically he's getting an, a, an expected goal or assist every other game. Uh, he's currently on two assists, literally both in the last game. But he has 
next is Lod at 0.42, and then it's Ray at 0.39. So he, and like they've played a lot more minutes, but he has just this massive kind of ability that even if, you know, you're right, even if he's not directly contributing, he looks like he's going to get assists or he looks like he's going to score or it's one of those things where he has an XG of almost one, right? So at some point, it looks like he's going to score because he's been playing well. It's just when he gets it, it's like the Bambi thing. When he gets in front of goal, it just is a little bit of blood rush and it's not like as controlled as it could be. And, and you kind of see that when he takes shots on goal sometimes. But he's also, I think he's hit the post as well from memory. Like he, he's been close, right? So I agree. I don't think you mess with it. I also think Dan Lardy has quite like the same kind of role. Like it's, you know, he's got a goal as well. So, you know, he's looking trending to get assists, even if he hasn't got one. So, you know, it's it's the same kind of thing. It, it's for both of those guys. It's really, you know, that's a good spot for them. And I don't think we should mess with that. Do I think we should start Adriano Nu over Amaria? Maybe. I mean, Amaria hasn't played that great in the last couple of games. I don't know what you guys think. That's my hot take. I think, I think also part of it, I think part of the thing too is, right, Abu and, and Bongi are fast. Yeah. Franco is not fast. Robin Ludd is not fast. Franco uh, Reyna- is pretty fast. I mean... I haven't not... gotten out my stopwatch and time the guy, but he seems pretty quick. But we we just don't have the speed yeah. that Abu and and Bongi do when we have our first group. Not to say that they aren't creative, not to say that they can't make plays, but they just aren't as fast. Okay, Doomsday just got kicked out. He's having connectivity issues. The three of us are just going to wrap things up. I think Doomsday uh, kind of was able to go back and forth with Justin a little bit as two people that actually watched this game. And I, I think James and I, the two guys that just watched the 15-minute highlights, we can kind of take it from here. Yeah, this is where all the <laughs> highlights were, actually. Now, now that we've got to the right, point right. where the highlights were. The end were. of the game. Yep. Suddenly we have this. 77th minute, Navarro of Chicago gets his second yellow. He's out of there. Chicago down to 10 men. Kind of the current trend of Minnesota United against sides of only 10 men. <laughs> we, don't, we don't win. We lose, Sam. It's a new year. It's a new year that was fluky last year. I, I think it's a good thing when someone gets uh, when when our opponent is down to ten men. I think that 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 is a good thing. Put 2021 into the past. We are going up against a ten man Chicago Fire, and in the 84th minute, so just like seven minutes later, Curvin Ariaga gets his first goal as a loon. Nice header that was assisted off of a Reynoso corner. This is now 2-0 in favor of the Loons. We would wrap things up with an 88th-minute goal. Robin Lud, assisted by Bongi. Just nice pass by Ariaga down the field. It was uh, it was originally, um, it went Bongi to Lud, back to Lud. Or no, it was it was, it was Lud, uh, Bongi Lud. Lud gets the pass. Yeah, so Ariaga to Lud yep. to Bongi, back to Lud, making making it three zero. Oh man, I I love the I love the Bongi Lud double bow and arrow celebration dynamic that's going yeah. on. That was great. That's oh, that's so good. Also, just how excited Bongi gets. Like 
I really like that. Like whenever we score, he's just like super into it, which is like really, really sick. Um, Robin Lud goes and back to And it's fun to watching a 21-year-old that's just gotten to the team. It, it's fun watching a 21-year-old mimic the celebration of one of your stars, right? Like think about what that means. Think about what that implies about the chemistry that he has already developed with Lud. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I mean, also great finish, by the way, to nutmeg a defender and then slot it in the corner. Um, goes back. Lud being- is a great finish. Yeah, oh, you're d- oh. <laughs> <laughs> which also works because I'm wearing his Finnish yeah. national shirt as well. It looks so, good on you, James. Thanks. It's a good shirt. I really like this. He goes back to uh, being our uh, our top scorer for the season with with three. We. As as rubbish as we are at scoring goals, we're very good at spreading it around now. Like Lot has three, Ray and Amaria have two, and then Dinladi, Dodson, Ariaga, and Debassi all have one. So, like, we don't, we're not a. It doesn't look like we're a team that has a one talisman kind of thing. Where we're more just like everyone kind of gets in there. And that's good. That's a good trait, right? Like teams can't just zero in on on one thing. Uh, I, w- I wanted to point out, Kervin Ariaga is, he is really good, guys. He yeah, he's is, a straight baller. <laughs> that guy's like, so good. Uh, pat on the back to whoever whoever targeted him and signed him, if it was Adrian Heath or somebody in the organization. Just I think it, it was only for like $50,000 that, they, that yeah. they transferred him for. Uh, he just looks phenomenal. And and I'm looking at his his player ratings on FootMob. And every single game this season, he has above a seven, which is, that's great. And including this one, he had an 8.4. Fantastic game. Uh, And he is just beautiful long passes throughout the game. I I think he's a really nice piece, and I can't see him not starting from here on out. Yeah, he... Especially with Hassani out. Yeah, Yeah, especially with Hassani out. Yeah, he he looks genuinely fantastic, actually. Like, there's a lot of praise going around on... Twitter can be a Twitter can be a harsh harsh place. I think most people most people know that, but there is a yep. lot of praise for uh, for Ariaga on Twitter. There's a lot of stat pulling and and kind of just showing that you know while he might not be the flashiest guy and, and you know it's it's good that he got a goal. I don't think he has any assists, right? No, he doesn't have any assists, but he does work. Like a lot of completed passes, a lot of kind of setting the field up. There's a lot of things that he does very, very well. So, yeah, it's uh, it's quite exceptional to see uh, how just how good he is. Glad he got a goal as well. And speaking, like I was talking about the the different goal scorers. I mean, in the Open, the U.S. Open Cup, we had Anu and Brent Coleman. So again, like two more players who have uh, who have scored goals. So, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot going on here. We're also uh, we're also now in fifth place on the table. We uh, we well done. Just climbing, climbing up, climbing. Most important thing that's climbing is our goal difference. Uh, plus yeah. five, baby. Yeah. Who's who's this team, guys? I just thought we had to just <laughs> roll it even, even the whole way, right? Well, I mean, yeah. Last year was minus two. Uh, so we uh, we have some uh, we had some work to do, uh, and we. Uh, we're heading in the right direction. Before that was kind of like 10, 9, so we're uh, we're definitely looking up. I mean, yeah, it's uh it's also a bit of a topsy-turvy table when you look at yeah, it. Yeah. I I hadn't really realized this until I looked at I assume it was Justin who pointed this out. So, 
Justin points out that Austin is in second. FC Dallas is in fourth. Both of those teams missed the playoffs last season. But the top four teams from the Western Conference last season, in terms of their regular season standings, Portland, Colorado, Seattle, and Sporting KC. Portland's in ninth, Colorado in 10th, Seattle in 11th, and Sporting KC in 12th. Yeah, you, the MLS is broke. Yeah, you, <laughs> you you talk about teams. It's actually the top four also all missed playoffs last year, but LAFC are on top. Then it's Austin. There's the LA Galaxy. Then it's FC Dallas. But you're right, Austin and FC Dallas were basically at the bottom, where the the two LAs kind of just missed. What's and the deal, just, Vancouver? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we're just where we left things off. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, kind of, we we are there, but like in in the top seven, it's only us and Real Salt Lake, who are sixth, who made playoffs last year. Houston Dynamo at seven, they missed. So basically, everyone who made playoffs isn't in a playoff spot right now, and almost everyone who didn't make playoffs is, is looking real good. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about a uh, shout out to our our friend Cam. Oh Cam man, comes on the show, uh, Seattle fan Cam. I know oh. he doesn't listen to the pod, but. Uh, he <laughs> he uh, he was not happy about this latest game. Uh, they had a two two nothing lead early in the game, and and ended up losing four to three on a late penalty. Uh, Cam called it the biggest meltdown in Sounders history on Twitter. So hope we might Cam's have to okay. tune in. <laughs> we might have to tune into Sounders scuttlebutt. <laughs> Maybe yeah. pour a drink and just enjoy just enjoy the meltdown. It was. It was so bad that actually, like, uh, Christian Espinosa scored a hat-trick, which included the aforementioned penalty in the 94th minute, was basically the final kick of the game to, to win them that game. That was, oof. That was real bad. They were 2-0 up at 20 minutes. That's that's real rough. Yeah. yeah well, but a lot of season they- left, though, right? Yeah, they have that uh, Concacaf Champions League final coming up too, right? Yeah, yeah. This uh, it's Wednesday, right? Isn't it? I thought. Uh, don't they have? I think, uh... that's a, I think it's this week. Yeah. Yeah. So Thursday is uh, the first leg of the final. Uh, Thursday the twenty. Uh, uh, sorry, well, Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday the twenty seventh. Yeah. For us, it's Wednesday. Yeah, sorry. For you, it's early, early Thursday morning. But oh, yeah, it's... for us, anyone in the Central Time Zone, it's Wednesday, April twenty seventh, nine thirty p.m. is the first leg, and the following week, May fourth. So may the fourth be with you, nine p.m. It looks like the first game will be at Pumas for Seattle, and then Seattle gets to host the May fourth game. Yeah. I don't know. Am, am I? I kind of hope Seattle. No MLS team has ever won the Concacaf Champions League. Yeah, I'm so, cheering. I'm cheering for Seattle to win it. I'm not going to yeah. watch it because that's way too late for me. But yeah, the, go Seattle. Four thirty a.m. is not going to work for me. <laughs> Let's be honest. Get up. Get drink a cup of coffee, James. How long have you known me, Justin? Do you not? <laughs> do you not know I don't drink coffee? Correct. Come correct. On. Well, and, and also you you you're not an early riser. You're a you're a you're a night owl. Oh, I'm both actually. It's disgusting. My girlfriend hates it. Oh, my fiance. <laughs> yeah, you got to get used to that. I really cannot wait to bring Carmen on the show and ask her what her mindset is on you logging in to record a podcast at 2 a.m. once a week, especially since I know we're not the only like group of Americans that you do like 
internet projects with? You have your your gamers. You have your. I think you're in a gaming podcast now, right? Yeah, that's uh, it's happened once so far, so it will happen again. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, she's around. All, with it, all the I believe all these American based side hustles that you're in. I can't wait to talk to <laughs> Carmen and hear what her thoughts are on these. Wow, we'll save that for another pod. <laughs> <laughs> We'll save that for an yeah. earlier pod where it's not 2 a.m. You having kids is going to tank this pod. If you ever have kids, <laughs> we're going to have to bring on Doomsday full time because there's no way that you're I logging just, in. <laughs> should I just do the show by myself? Just, <laughs> yeah. hey, everybody, this is, uh, this is uh, Pod on You Loons Weekly with Justin. Uh, just me again today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been a trooper. Sometimes my daughter's next to me watching Coco Melon, but I've been a trooper. Maybe we should have her on the show, Sam. My daughter or Carmen? Your your, your daughter. Let's have. Well, I mean, Joey. Been on Joey in the made background the last since week. we started. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> my daughter made the appearance last week. Mm, lots of appearances. No, Carmen needs to make the appearance, but I have questions for her. All right, guys, we, we should wrap things up. So our next game, Sunday, May 1st at LAFC. That's a 9 p.m. game on a Sunday. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I ain't getting up at 4 a.m., guys. I'm sorry. I might catch the end of that game, but. I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to be annoyed about it. <laughs> Frustrated. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. Sam. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, we're against I, I mean, we're against top of the table uh, LAFC. Six wins, one draw, one loss. Eleven plus eleven goal difference. So they score a lot of goals. Nineteen goals already. Yeah, but they only beat FC Cincinnati by one. So they're they're coming off of a two-one win at FC Cincinnati. So you know, good for them, I guess. Um, will Trap will have to miss that game due to yellow card accumulation. So I'm, I'm guessing we're going to see a midfield with Rosales and Ariaga. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that, I think that, that sounds perfectly fun. fun to me. Let's Sorry, do it. Apparently, we have the MLS draft this week. Not the MLS draft. Oh my god, <laughs> we got the NFL draft this week. Yeah, yeah. you're not you're not pumped, Sam. Pa- Packers, I lo- I Packers need it. a wide oh. receiver. Uh, I think they won't. They won't draft one. They'll hey, maybe another quarterback. Should they do another quarterback in the first round? They're going to draft like a tight end or something like that. It's going to be pandemonium. You, I, don't, I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a great thing where you could do like, you know, people do mock drafts and stuff and it will, yeah. the mock draft will tell you what your team needs. Uh, for the Houston Texans, it just said every position. Which I just thought was so great. Just, you need everything. Uh, you yeah, need, you need a lot of help. Yeah, a you lot need of a lot of help down there. <laughs> if you have NFL draft questions, the guy that just got kicked off of our podcast because I guess his internet is down uh, in his entire neighborhood at the moment. But if you have NFL draft questions, look for Doomsday Jeremy's Twitter handle in the show notes. He, I, I'm, I'm telling you. I am not over-exaggerating when I tell you that he knows about every single prospect that has a reasonable chance of being drafted in this draft. He he knows so much about the NFL. He can tell you the depth. Pick any team in the NFL and pick any random position, and he can tell you who their like third stringer is. And if they don't have a like a set third stringer, he will tell you why they don't have a set third stringer. It's crazy. 
Yeah, it's, I'm not even exaggerating here. It's scary doing fantasy football with that guy. <laughs> like it's uh, man doing like draft. Think about how dynasty leagues is. Yeah, and think about how good he is at fantasy football playing against us, James. And you and I are in you know a few leagues apiece. He's in like 50 leagues, and he still <laughs> he still is able to pay this level of attention into you know the leagues that we're in with him. So it, he's yeah, and we're and we're like the filthy casual leagues that don't even play for money. Like <laughs> he has yeah. like loads of leagues that he plays for money, and he has just you know the couple of casual ones that we're in just as a as a side boredom thing. Well, I'm in like three leagues with him, and I think two of them play for money. So. Yeah, he's yeah, he he's he's intense. But okay. That is all we have, right? Yep. Yeah. Let's just keep winning, guys. Yeah. I think the loons just keep scoring goals, keep winning. This is keep a fun having celebrations when we keep win, proposing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> do do all the things. Let's just keep let's just keep this going. More people listen when we win, too. That's true. We, thank we you. Just, thank you, people listening. Yeah, we just posted our second most listened to episode ever last week. So maybe this will be our, maybe, maybe this will be number one. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Well, speaking of the kit episode, the kit episode is, the kit episode has quite a few more listens than uh, our number two most played episode. So speaking of kits, I, uh, I just put in my, uh, my names and numbers for my authentic kits. So uh, did you actually find out Sarah Fuller's number? I just used her uh, Vanderbilt number, which was uh, 32. Watch, she's going to go with one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll bring a marker. I'll see if I can meet up. I'll <laughs> see if I can get a sign. Oh, shucks. And then I was uh, and I just put my own name on uh, on the uh, the home kit because. Uh, yeah. With what number? Number uh, 10? Yeah, number 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love 10. it. I mean, come on, guys. I'm born on the 10th of October. There's 10s everywhere. Okay. So, yeah, I was always number 10. All right, then. Well, cool, guys. Until next time, thank you all for listening. We appreciate all of you. Hey, give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple. That would be really nice if you could do that. I've got an Apple. You could even give us a nice little comment on there. That would be really cool. You can, Follow uh... us on Twitter. At Podloons, you know, give us a shout out. We appreciate it. Yeah, tweet tweet at us. You know, the 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 good and the bad, mainly the good. To be yeah, honest. don't 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 tweet don't any bad your, stuff at me. Yeah. I don't I don't want anyone <laughs> not adjusted. Just listen. I am not a professional. No one's paying me. I'm just right. saying things. Just be friendly. Be That's nice. all I want. Be Minnesota yeah, nice. I just want everyone to have a good time. Yeah, we do this for fun. No one's paying us. It actually is a lot of work to not get any money. Um, but we enjoy but good every, way. every moment in a good of way. it, Sam. Yes, yes. Um, editing every time that Jeremy gets kicked off, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> like that'll be annoying. That'll, that'll be a little annoying. But besides that, we enjoy every minute of it. So thank you for doing this with us. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks yeah. for listening. Good talking to you guys. Uh, Pot on you loons. Pot on you loons. Same. Peace out. Pot on you loons. Peace. Pleasure. Peace. Peace. Goodbye now. (laughs) 